Do you want me to crack on? Whenever you're ready, love. All right. Yeah. Love. Uh, love. Oh, that's awkward. That was weird. <laughs> Thanks, Nan. Season three <laughs> is here, but this time things are a little bit different. After two years of prediction wars, we are in peacetime at Cheap Top Towers. Cheap Top Towers. Cheap Pop Towers. Cheap Top Top Cheap Cheap Top Pop Shop. There you go. That's uh, going to be great to year, clean up. <laughs> it's, it, I'm literally three three fucking lines in couldn't even get it done i'm so sorry i'm so sorry um this year putting our differences to one side to welcome challenges every single month from across the globe and we're starting with the biggest of all all the way from the home of sinbad tin ed and the jordash patio is the leaders of the big interview exclusive sean ross sap's most valuable sources for all the latest information across pro wrestling world Anton Carl from A to the K How are we doing chaps? Fantastic, Fantastic mate. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know if we can live up to that. I might just quit now. I know, yeah. Where, where, where are we going to go from here? So no, uh, yeah, obviously we, we were lucky enough to have you guys on our show, so we're very happy to be here on Cheap Pop. Thank you for putting your reputation on the line once again yeah. <laughs> by collaborating with us. Um, it takes it takes some serious confidence to, to risk your following uh, by even showing your faces on our show. So, uh, yes, <laughs> we appreciate it. We appreciate it. I love it. I, it's You know what? It's already so British. I can see you drinking a cup of tea there. It's fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Well, I was going to have a beer, but I uh, I drank them all last night. So my, I'm, I'm doing my liver a service. And I'm trying to be more professional. Luke's trying to be all organized and stuff these days. So I'm like, well, I suppose I better keep up. So what can I do? <laughs> okay, I'll get the intro wrong and I'll have a cup of tea. Cause... <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on the nice nice green tea and lemon over here. I'm being That's, pro uh, too. You're so California, honestly. Totally. <laughs> these two are drinking skull. <laughs> <laughs> red, uh, um, what, is, what is it? Uh, white lightning, red lightning. Oh, white, yeah. lightning. White, white, white lightning. White lightning. Did he still sell that? I'm sure the classic. I, yeah. I'll be, it's been a long time since I've tried to buy any, but I'm, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. And hooch, hooch. Bloody loved a bit of hooch. Do you know? What? I think about where my brain cells have gone over the years, and I think back. And I think white lightning took a generous portion of my brain cells in my younger days. I want to say this like it's like a universal thing growing up, but like ours was um, Foster's and not being able to get in anywhere, so you end up drinking on a hill with your mates. Like, yeah. I assume that's a universally British thing, but that's Absolutely. certainly something we did. Yeah, it was it, it was the evolution of like you'd start on something like Carlsberg, and then and then you'd discover Carlin, and you'd kind of evolve to that. But then you'd want to get a bit international, so you'd get the old imported in. So you'd, that's that's when you'd jump to Foster's. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah, Foster's is so much nicer. And now, of course, you look back and think, they all taste like shit. <laughs> that's you true. Know, I, I, out of those choices, though, I think Foster's is still the best shelf. Like all of that, though, when no one thought to actually make them chilled. You're just drinking warm piss, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I remember going to Leeds Festival one year, and if you had a full unopened crate of beer that was warm, you could take it to an exchange and swap it for a nice cold crate, but you like you didn't know what beer you were going to get in exchange. So it was just like you had a twelve pack, you got a twelve pack, like no arguments. 
But after like an hour, so many people had already done it that all you got was hot beer. <laughs> you, you, you take a mildly warm crate and then you get a hot crate back. It's like, oh, this is this is fucking unfolding. It's just a game of roulette at that point. <laughs> it really was. It was it was awful as well when you get like a Tesco Tesco's own brand imported being It's like, oh, I've been done. I've been stitched up royally, lads. Unbelievable. But I suppose on the other side of that, there's people heading to the festival with Tesco's own brand thinking, we've got this fucking media. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trade all these in. They've, they've bought about 12 crates of it just to, just to time it off because nothing's worse. Play the system. <laughs> how are we doing anyway, chaps? How are we? How are, how are things over at A to the K? You've been, um, you've been pretty busy as of late, breaking the exclusives. Yeah, um, pretty good to be fair. Um, old Mega, we uh, obviously got her on the show uh, last week, and uh, that's done pretty, pretty good stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating one. Had the Wrestling Observer talking about us like for a full episode, which is cool. Didn't Not name, by name obviously, yeah, of course, yeah. just some podcast. <laughs> but still, yeah. you know, I love. I, there's, it's so passive aggressive, but I love it when I see someone that's clearly reported the story but then they've credited the website that has published it but not you guys i'm like enter the comments yeah i saw that on twitter I, was like, yes. I think you'll find <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're fantasy faction brothers gotta to stick together haven't we that's what it's about gotta do it gotta do unless it. you make enemies out of them obviously and then you end up on the hit list right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's a so yeah, I've survived so far. So um, if you, if you do see a red dot suddenly appear, though, yeah. That, have window. you checked in with Nikolai lately? No, he was no. really royalist. He was caught in the crosshairs, wasn't he? Oh, it's yeah. all very silly. It's all very silly. It's all good. It's all fun and games. It's all that's good. It. That's what it's We're all, all about. Fine now. We'll, we'll make amends. We'll make amends with them sometime. Oh yeah, so, they'll be, be back. No, no one can resist the fancy. They'll be forward. back. They'll come crawling back <laughs> when we develop that app. We get chat GPT Ooh. to make that app for us. Unless it convinces us all to just top ourselves first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What have we got on the show today, Luke? <laughs> well. Fantastic segue that. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, deep, dark thoughts, we thought we would pull out uh, an old segment that we've done a while ago, which is called That's Not PG. So it's where we do a deep dive into the quote-unquote good old days of professional wrestling, particularly the Attitude Era, basically anything that wouldn't make it onto television today. So we've all come up with uh, something from the past, all which will surely be very, very outlandish. And uh, let's preface it first by saying if you clicked on the episode, then you must have clicked on a big graphic that says that's not PG. So... Take no offense to what we're saying today. Yeah. <laughs> we may we we might hit some deep topics, but hey, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna analyze them. We're gonna mock them, and we're just gonna basically pay a little homage and uh, talk about maybe how far we've come. How was that, Ant? Such a pro. Such I should a have pro. cut ChatGPT to write that. You you probably should have. I mean, it sounded like you did. So you know, <laughs> did it. Every cloud, every cloud in that. Um, who's who's? Are you going first? Do you want to? Should I? Should I go Head first? things up. Go on. All right. Get stuck in. La. Oh, my God. This so this storyline, I did a very, very deep dive on this. I, I started off with saying, uh, like, one or two, three bullet points. But then the more I looked into this, the more just 
nuts. All right, let me ask you some questions and answer honestly. Like really, really think about it. Don't be, don't be scared. Now, do you enjoy toxic relationships? Yay! Always. Wait, what? No. <laughs> do you enjoy toxic families? No. No. <laughs> do you like watching the tongue of a man in his mid-50s violate your absolute favorite WWE crush while his yeah! wife sits three feet Always. away in a wheelchair in a vegetative state? Vince is back. Vince is back. <laughs> Vince is back. If your answer is yes, then this is the wrestling for you. Just a casual Monday afternoon in Connecticut, isn't yep. it? <laughs> At the office. <laughs> right. So before we honor the uh, late, great Jerry Springer and take a deep dive uh, into the antics of the world's most dysfunctional family, allow me to show you a little clip which uh, happened during this angle. And it was an introduction to Monday Night Raw back in the day. still saved by that absolute banger of a theme <laughs> you put anything before it. that and you just play right. uh, union underground i'm happy with it <laughs> right so what we had there was um so we got trish stratus looking all sexy in a towel and super sexy with a broken nose and a mask she rocked the mask better than cody she did she did <laughs> uh, and then and then what did we have? We had Vince McMahon talking about the deplorable acts. We can't have society going into a, a wreckage. No, that would be terrible. <laughs> Let me go into this story because it's fucking mad. Um, that is, of course, uh, Vince McMahon and Trish Stratus, who um, had a very, shall we say, Shakespearean Romeo and Juliet kind of storyline back in the day. That be fair to say? No? Yeah, no agree. Please agree. Definitely Shakespeare of his time, really, if you think about it. She probably did want to take a, you know, some cyanide and off herself after the storyline, so it's close. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I mean, he was, um, he was definitely shaking summer. I'm not, not sure about Spear. <laughs> oh, oh, right. so, as I was doing me, me research, I've got to give a, a special shout out, actually, to a YouTuber named Thomas Frank White, who um, basically managed to take all the information I was looking into and got a lot of it into a nice nice tidy video there so shout outs to him because um without his video i would not have gone down the rabbit hole on this one right let's see if we can keep up with this so it all starts with uh trish and vince meeting backstage and uh, having some flirtatious moments right uh and in the most toxic of fashion they both engage in a long-term story uh of two people sort of using each other for very different reasons so we get trish who wants to uh further her career and be a pioneer of the women's division the women's movement and obviously the what's the best way to do that well it's just find a roided up power mad billionaire and appeal to his most basic of instincts always works always works Hail as old as time never fails <laughs> so just as soon it's just like 
the first segment, just as soon as Trish walked in the door, you could see, you could almost see Vince's like brain chemicals just get in the lift and go all the way down to the boiler room. And then he just immediately starts <laughs> thinking with his knob. Oh. <laughs> all the way down to the boiler room and just starts thinking with his knob. <laughs> yeah. It, oh. Is it worrying so, that when you said boiler room, I started thinking about mankind? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does down there. That's why they keep him down there. That's why Vince loves him so much, because Mick Foley in the boiler room is Vince in his mind. Why do you think he's always got a sock? It's crusty. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, God. Right. The main points of this angle. God. So in December, in December 2000, Vince snaps and asks Linda for a divorce uh, because of her continued support for Mick Foley being commissioner. All right. So a couple of weeks later, um, Vince gains total control of the company because uh, Linda has reacted to this uh, divorce proposal and subsequently is now uh, rendered to a wheelchair unresponsive. Uh, Vince gains control of the company and subsequently fires uh, Mick Foley, which is... Uh, relevant to what it leads into later. Now, stop going down. Going happy in the uh, boiler room, Mick. <laughs> Great <fired>. start. <laughs> As we get into 2001, uh, we see a lot of like little hints and flirtatious segments involving Trish, who wants to yeah further her career and uh, you know just just get on with some women's wrestling. You know what I mean? The relationship was budding. Crowds from across the country came to see. Viewers at home are glued to their TVs every week to see the crazy antics of these two new star-crossed lovers. We would see what they were getting into. One memorable line of this was, after asking Linda for a divorce, it obviously caused her that nervous breakdown, but then Vince shows a glimmer of redeeming qualities. You know, the, the real heartwarming stuff. This is why, like, Anthony loves Vince so much, because, you know, he's, he's deep down, he's, he's got a heart. And he says, what kind of a man? What kind of a man would I be if I divorced my wife after she had a mental breakdown? So he pulls back on it. He, he backtracks. He pulls back the divorce proposal. And then, of course, he says, he says, of course, as a matter of her ending up with 50% of my money, but that's beside the point. So just breeze over that. Fast forward. We get to Valentine's Day. We have a Valentine's Day segment where uh, everything seems sort of rosy with the couple. Romance is in the air. Uh, but just 11 days after that, Vince turns on Trish and dumps mop water on her head, if you'll remember, and says, uh, oh, just another classic line here. You know what happens to toys, Trish? After a while, you get tired of playing with those toys. Oh, Vince. Oh, Vince. <laughs> Silly man. You'd... <laughs> so you'd think Trish would have had enough at that point, right? You think that the romance is over, but no, 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 no. One week later... She asks for him back. She goes back to him and agrees, even agrees to bark like a dog and take her clothes off at the man's request while we sit glued to the TVs. Just obviously, because great, great, just William Shakespeare stuff. Like, never it's mind that Leo DiCaprio stuff. movie. This is Will the she modern. Bark? That's the, you know, it's, it, we all needed to know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a question we all, we all had asked for years, years leading up to that. <laughs> So three days after that, the toxic antics are back. Uh, and then we get the uh, Vince kissing Trish uh, right on camera while the cameraman gets right in close. Remember that? Uh, you saw full on, full on Vince tongue there. Everyone remembers that classic shot. 
shout out to the camera by the way should have won a should have won a award that year wiped it from my memory suppressed it with (laughs) a lot of childhood memories no it's 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 back now it's just really very salivarous um moment you you know uh, what what was that film um where oh it's as sarah michelle geller and she she gets off with that girl and it's like that classic kissing scene Cruel um, intentions. Cruel yes. intentions. Cruel intentions. Yeah. So, so people. Oh, like, involved... you said Sarah Michelle Gellar yeah. makes out with someone. Yeah. That's right, Sonny. Cruel <laughs> intentions. Forty-five <laughs> minutes in. You cruel intentions. Right, minutes and three right seconds. through his little roller decks in his head. Then. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah, yeah. Memories. No. Yeah. That's the one we want. <laughs> yeah. So it it is often said that that for years, you know, people's like cruel intentions kiss, Vince and Trish kiss. It's we know this. We, like we don't have to go into it. People have been talking about it for years. So, yep, they, they have that kiss on stage. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Linda is sat right there in the wheelchair, unresponsive, having to witness all this. Whew. Four days after that, we are promised a live sex show on TV with Vince and Trish. Yes. Finally, the culmination, the climax of a best storyline ever. <laughs> but then that damn Shane McMahon who has to ruin everything like he did ruin our WrestleMania Hollywood experience. Thanks, Shane. This knobhead shows up and um, and challenges Vince to uh, a street fight at WrestleMania because he loves his mum or something. Very nice. Very nice. So He's a good boy. He's a good little boy, isn't he? Then Shane would then, uh, of course, go on to win the match at WrestleMania after Linda McMahon, who sat in the corner of the ring, unresponsive. She gets up. She gets up after months of being in the chair. She gets up. We're all, we're all cheering. Yes, she got up. She got up. And then she kicks Vince right in the grapefruits. And that's like, that's the money shot there. Uh, much to the crowd's delight. And then Shane does a very epic coast to coast band Terminator using a trash can because Vince is trash. Get it? Levels. Levels. Wow. And then gets the one, two, three. And ends one of the wildest three months three four months i've ever gone to witness in wrestling i'm tired now talk amongst yourselves i mean i think um you know shout out to linda mcmahon that's some some quality acting on her part there really quite the to, to play on the sponsor for so long and then you know get up and raise a no doubt atrophied little leg and, and kick and that's just fantastic work she got quite a different response, didn't she? Like, you know, when she st- was like motionless for so long and stood up, the crowd cheered. When Grandpa Joe does it in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you think, you lazy bastard. So, <laughs> you know, there's levels. Um, well, I mean, we're giving shout outs. Shout out to Trish Stratus. We talk about like, you know, the things women do to get TV time, Molly Holly shaving her head and things like that. Trish Stratus got Vince's tongue, you know? It's just like, oh, yeah. Come on. That's, yeah. you know, dedication. She's earned a pension for that one, I think. <laughs> When she gets yeah. it, she's um, she, she's she's definitely earned the right to uh, take the title off Bianca Belair for, for, for one last I mean, one last run. Is she already in the Hall of Fame? Because yeah, if she's not, she, she really needs be. to be. Yes, yeah, she, she is, but she needs another couple of entries just because. Yeah. Like, fucking <laughs> oh, hell, fire! Yeah, yes. Because I've never thirteen. I was gonna say I can, I've never been sure with the Hall of Fame because they're kind of arbitrary. Like the Bellas went in before a lot of other people, and there's no disrespect to the Bellas, but it's like, well, they don't they don't do it on time serve then, so I, I never know. But I'm no, sure yeah, she, like some, uh, some tongue slip to them at some point. <laughs> oh my god! You know. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. 
we must state allegedly. Yes. And uh, I'd like to think, like as you mentioned, that cameraman with that particular kiss and scene. I like to think he, he moved on to some some really great career moves. You know, he's anti, he's anti, just in that shot alone. Oh yeah, well I don't know if you know this, but that cameraman is a one James Cameron. <laughs> you know, really. <laughs> I wonder if you found the cameraman who shot Cruel Intentions kiss. Was like, yes, that's what I want. More of this. It'd be mad if they got the same one. Like, uh, we just like, spread that rumor really... now, anyway. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get it started. Let Let's get Let's get Sap and and the other guys to to quote you today. Let's Let's we'll see how many salacious so rumors we can spread today. <laughs> <laughs> you won't get credit for it, so it's all right. Well, exactly. Yeah, it'll come from. Even if we do, we'll blame you guys. <laughs> That's all right. We'll we'll be the That's fall guys. We'll be the fall guys of the podcast world. <laughs> we'll just respond in, in gifts. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm quite surprised though that this storyline was was three months. That's um, I talked about it, it felt a lot shorter, but that may be just my my young brain. I don't know, but yeah, like, I mean, months a story. That's incredible. I guess I guess the tensions with Vince and Linda started um, kind of months before, uh, like in in mid two thousands, you know, because she was they had fifty fifty uh, control of the company, so she was like back in Mick Foley. So I think like the seeds were there, but yeah, really, yeah, yeah, really started to kick up yeah. in in sort of like December, and then went into yeah mania season. The things we watch. Yeah. I'm assuming the Trish angle, like this is purely a guess, I've not looked, but I'm assuming the writer may have been Vince on that one. <laughs> oh, 100%. Possibly, yeah. Writer, always... booker, producer. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's a different writer, it, it's a genius. Like if, if I'm backstage, I'm writing a storyline that's all Vince McMahon. And he's just like, yep, 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 yep. Vince, that's you kiss Trish, I'm in. There's, there's no way that wasn't Vince McMahon. Like the only person that could do the things that he allegedly did and then be like, do you know what? I should, I should make this a story on my show. I should do this. Like it's the most Vince McMahon thing. It's ever. classic misdirection. I mean, honestly, even look at losing control of your company and then weaseling your way back just seems to be uh, something that he, he's uh, echoed <laughs> in real life as well, which is interesting. The man's undefeated. <laughs> I wouldn't say classic misdirection. He definitely had an erection at some point in there. Oh, <laughs> hey, oh. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he's you know Trish. Trish was one of many. If you look at the majority of the women's division back then, he's had his tongue down the throats of most of them. Tori Wilson, Dawn Marie, several yeah. stable at some point. Thing is, Dawn Marie, right? Uh, it, funnily enough, this isn't one I've picked, but it probably should have been. Like, a shout out to Dawn Marie every time she's mentioned for, for literally fucking a guy to death. <laughs> <laughs> that was the story. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, does, that, that should get a shout out. That's not PG, that. Yeah. I, honestly, <laughs> it's only come back to me now. Otherwise, that would have been my pick this week. But, uh, <laughs> what a storyline that was. So, yeah, um, and, and I, I don't think that had, I don't think that had got on TV now either. Um, no. Although I'd love to see, I'd love to, you know, like when when they make their entrances now, and it comes up with like three random facts. Like Cody Rhodes is always his dad was Dusty Rhodes. Um, like <laughs> Don Marie's just pops up and just says, "Fucked a man to death." <laughs> if that's not on air CV, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm, I'm aware you probably have American audience as well. Should we say resume? Resume, yes, thank you, yes. Curriculum Vitae. 
Um, <clears throat> right. So before we move on real quick, I just want to put it to a vote. That that whole angle I just mentioned then, just so I know, that's not PG. Is it not? That's not PG. Okay. All right. No one should have to watch this. As I was getting to the end, I was starting to see that it, it wasn't really, really that 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 romantic and, and Shakespearean. I mean, that's what hindsight goes to us all. At the time, yeah. we were all part of it. We're, you know, we're learning. We're growing. We're becoming better people. <laughs> that's it. It's, it's, I, know, I, I know how much research you do. It's concerning the, the levels of detail that you knew about this. There is no way that this is not in the, uh, in the top five most watched videos on your, uh, your, special, your special folder. Uh, that special folder is giving me carpal tunnel was... I swear <laughs> I think <laughs> this, um, this YouTube person you credited is that a real person or is this just come from your no footage? it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thomas Frank White so I look yeah <laughs> I mean that's my all due credit to Thomas I'm not having a, um, a cheap pop if you will but uh, oh. he spent an awful lot of time with that footage and editing there hasn't he that's, that's, he that's got to break Thomas, a man surely Thomas Frank White is just Luke's name for his penis <laughs> <laughs> He was he was a little top hat. He, he's, he's got he's got a little mustache and a monocle. <laughs> Thomas Frank White. Oh my god. The middle name so just mean. really answered. So mean. <laughs> Not PG. Not PG. <laughs> All right. Oh. Who wants to go next? Wow. How'd you follow that? It's a good opener. Good opener, eh? Good opener. Shall I shall I jump in next? Mine's a quickie, um, as it ever is. <laughs> but again, Not PG. You know, while... Not PG. <laughs> while we're on the uh, while we're on this the the, the subject of, of love, and uh, and and you know potentially allegedly forced love, um, you know as as wedding bells are in the air um, or have been recently, <clears throat> wedding bells are still in the air with with my that's not PG something that no way would it get on a um, these days, um, and I want to take you all the way back to the 29th of November 1999. The day that Triple H, Paul Levesque, went full Bill Cosby. You never go full <laughs> Bill Cosby. The wedding, the wedding of the year, the wedding of the decade we'd all been waiting for. Test was about to get his massive push. Steph was about to get her man. Vince McMahon was about to get the son he'd always wanted. And then disaster struck. Here tonight to celebrate oh. one of life's Look at how happy moments. Vince looks. Should there be anyone Look how who happy has they are. This Even Linda's there, look. She's not quite so catatonic there, is she? They must speak now or forever. Hold their peace. I, lo- I love how wrestling up. weddings... Oh, no. I was just going to say, I love how wrestling weddings always work out. Just like EastEnders. Never have a wedding without some fucking drama. Hey, you're Triple H. You're Triple H. That's what I'm here for. Who are you married? Okay, I need to know more about that minister lady. She clearly is a wrestling fan. That's interesting. (laughs) Absolutely. Also, hey, who are you marrying? The corpse sat next to me in the the car. It's like, as Vegas, we got it all the time. That's the fourth one this week. (laughs) (laughs) This is exactly what uh, mine and Catherine's wedding was like. Uh, just with, just with Mine too. Uh, <laughs> Look how happy he is. Um, again, you know, camera, camera guy, guest observe as well. Yeah, look at Vince. Look at how broken he is. Consummate the marriage. Triple H. That's problematic. 
if, if we can skip back to this look on Vince's face, we now know that the only reason he looks so angry is that because probably instead of this storyline, what he really wanted was the whole storyline where he actually got Steph pregnant. But obviously, <laughs> clearly they went for they went with plan, plan B. So he's absolutely furious. Um, and then sadly, as we know, uh, Tess got completely buried after this, never recovered. And then everything worked out great for Stefan's Triple H. So the lesson there, kids, is, um, you know, just just, just drug them. If, if you want to do that happy ending, just give them a good old drug in. I mean, that, that's weirdly, how things work out. I know they couldn't have planned it because obviously a lot of it was real life, but that, that kind of was the lesson, wasn't it? You know, if you, if you follow the storyline and then they end up together, he ends up taking over WWE creative, they have kids, he's a millionaire. He really has really sold this story of like, you know, that's that's how you get the happy ending. That's exactly it. Inherit inherit the billion dollar company <laughs> by date raping the boss's daughter. <laughs> Honestly, I remember vaguely the storyline. I do not remember that bit where he mentions about consummating the marriage, which is actually a lot more disturbing when you realise that Steph was in shock that she was married to him at all. So, yeah. yeah what about the first time he's, uh, he's, you know, shagged a lifeless body, let's be fair. In a oh, oh, um, oh, <laughs> sensing a theme with this man. Sensing a pattern. <laughs> Levels. Oh, my God. Wowza. Long, Wowza. Long-term storytelling. That's fine. Long-term storytelling. That's what we've but been they- craving. The thing that was missing from that clip, which I love the most, is the bit where when he's actually doing the bows and he he, he speaks for Stephanie, and he's like, "How do?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's really my favourite. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that chapel uses it like on the website as well as like uh, you know people that got married here, and it's like whoever like Bet Davis. Bon Jovi or whatever, Michael Jordan, and then like Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. It's like, guys, I think you might want to uh, might want to check the details on that one. <laughs> how many people sure a week? How many people a week do you think come along thinking they can pull off that angle? It's like, I, I saw it, I saw it on TV. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a more disturbing possibility. The chapel's like, okay, yeah, you got us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck another one. <laughs> <laughs> I think as long as inside there, as long as like the you know the priest recognizes you, I think it, it's okay. You know she's there going, it's Triple H. So you know as long as you're a celebrity, <laughs> totally cool. <laughs> that woman clearly as well loves the heels because she was so excited to see her. She's like yeah, Triple H. Like where's this point? Like where's the Undertaker? Like give me who else was a, a massive bell end at that point. Um, I mean, I think it's it's clear that, like, as well as you know, working for the church or the chapel, she's a Degeneration X fan, which is just awesome. Yeah, she's in. <laughs> I think she threw up a two sweet at, at one stage. No, you, you just you just know she, she like just right after that she was launching herself down the strip, just telling everyone to suck it. <laughs> <laughs> and now pronounce your man and wife. And if you ain't down with that. <laughs> <laughs> We now pronounce you man and wife. You may now suck the bride. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that you picked that um, segment there, Ant, because it's very relevant because we both have got married in Vegas. We they, have. They were consensual, by the way. We must state the, <laughs> the difference. Family affair. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't an homage to your wrestling fandom, no. <laughs> I mean, not for what of trying. Um, 
I, I, I tend to go for the old. Um, oh, can you just can you just nip in the in the boot? Um, sorry, as, as Americans say, the trunk, and just I think I left something in there. And then as you hear the boot open, just reverse. Yeah, the, the, um, that's worked nine out of ten times. Nine out of ten times for me. Yeah, yeah. All you have to do is power through. So on the first gunk gunk gunk, you know, make sure you follow <laughs> the second one. Um, mm-hmm. And then yeah, you, you tend to be fine. And also, you want to you want to go speeding down a street with a lot of speed bumps. I'm just, I'm just really gonna, disorient I'm, them. I'm just going to point out that ChatGPT has written this entire thing. This oh, yeah, whole yeah, yeah. episode <laughs> is all yeah. written by AI. That's um, true. Yeah. <laughs> so be- before we get any darker um, and end up losing another team from the fantasy faction, um, <laughs> because we're just a couple of uh, absolute weird bastards, um, what have what have you lads got for us? Well, we're we not going to take a vote on whether that's not PG. I mean, it's definitely not fucking PG. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I, I right. agree with that. Not PG. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll go next if that's what I call. I think mine will be a much shorter than yours. Go for it. Probably shouldn't have said it like that. But hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my like what I'm bringing to the table was uh, as far as storylines go, not a very long storyline, but um, pretty much the the entire sum of a man's career, which is interesting, uh, and it's um, <laughs> it's. The one and only Gene Snitsky and his feud with Kane. Uh, so this is, uh, it was roughly 2004, so I think we were out of Attitude Era at this point, possibly. Uh, I can't quite remember when Attitude Era ended, but I think we were pretty much coming out of the Attitude Era at this point. Yeah. And um, so we had, this. The, the angle in itself was probably not PG in the sense that, you know, Kane um, impregnated Lita against her will, kind of, and then they kind of developed some sort of weird, um, relationship. Yeah, you don't want but, to do uh, that. You don't. You don't want to impregnate people against their will. No, that's just, put, uh, <laughs> just putting that out there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a clear all, message. You want all of the will. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so we get to this point where he goes into a, a, a like a match on Raw. I want to say with uh, with Gene Snitsky uh, and Lita at ringside naturally because she loves Kane now. Um, <laughs> and so. Gene accidentally knocks Kane into Lisa and, and sadly she loses the baby. Storyline wise, for where this is going to go, I'll just be clear on that. Storyline, it was a storyline, guys. There was never a baby, right? But the, the main reason I wanted to bring this in was the um, the subsequent uh, response from from Gene as as a character was to um, to come down to ringside with a with a, a stroller and a and a fake baby and proceed to to punt. That, that that doll right into the audience and this was his way of telling everyone you know what <laughs> it wasn't my fault um which was uh, pretty much a catchphrase of his at that point as well um the only Absolutely incredible moment as far as like I, that, I don't think he ever did much after this so this is I, that's why I, I think this is pretty much this guy's career um but and I feel like I said this earlier with the Union Underground, so that this may be a recurring thing, but absolute banger of a theme music, though. <laughs> it really oh, was. yeah. I, I I heard a bit of trivia for you, um, internet, if you're listening. They they named the baby Rosette after that incident. <laughs> <laughs> so if the, if the sheets want to pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he, he sort of carried on the storyline after that. I think they used it as a way to write Kane off the air for a little bit as well. So he he sort of crushed his larynx or something like that and put him out of action. Uh, and then Gene never really did much after that. But uh, 
for me, the the main thing that I'm going that's not PG was the 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 the, the still very visual memory of um, him kicking a baby into an audience. I still just... I can still see that baby just flying as well. <laughs> like okay. it was just is it like <laughs> as younger people, it was absolutely hilarious to yeah. to watch. It was just fucking hysterical. It just reminded me of those, you know, like the um. Uh, the, the memes and the videos when you see like that was it the kid that was spinning on the in the go-kart and then it just like shoots off into space to get that music <laughs> oh yeah, that, yeah. Da, 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 da. that baby's still up there somewhere it's never come down i'm surprised I mean, that hasn't been memed yet at this point to be fair <laughs> the annoying thing carl is that for the meme generation they probably don't even remember gene snitsky <laughs> travis He's back now though that's, He's that's back the sad thing about this He's He's at MLW, wasn't he? He's back. Oh, nice. Like, like two okay. weeks ago, he was in the uh, MLW Battle Royal. Just, you know, had a, a long time off punting babies and then <laughs> made a successful career, made business. a bit of money on the side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Gene Snitsky. It, it's nice when it's nice when somebody gets a second chance, when, you know, they, they reform and they, they come back and they, they make a difference. Um, no, no doubt. He's not, he's not reformed. He's still kicking babies. <laughs> allegedly no don't pick that one up don't pick that one up he had a brief career um, as a, a field goal kicker in the NFL um. <laughs> like it's one of them where it, it's another example I suppose of WWE just not knowing what to do with somebody because you know as far as uh, wrestlers go he was a monster of a man you know mm-hmm. you, you feel like he could have he could have had that sort of you know I, I don't want to say Braun Strowman S because I suppose Braun's probably got a little bit more in the charisma department Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But like, they usually like like massive guys, don't they? Or Vince does anyway. Yeah. So um, you, I'm surprised his career didn't really do much more than this. But uh, yeah, there's, winners, there's history is littered with those giants that just never quite quite made it. You know, there was the um, Lars Sullivan as well that was supposed to be the the absolute beast, and then it turned out he was a absolute. I think. Not- yeah. Uh, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. I think um, wasn't Lars like sort of Lars was at an era where WWE were like going through a phase of telling us what we like rather than finding out what we like. Yes, because they were like, "This is his nickname, and he's awesome, and we don't care what you say about the like." To the point when they even brought him to the main roster, they were like he's the super freak. That's what we call him. That's his nickname. You don't make your own nicknames. Fuck you. That was kind of the approach at the time. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think I helped his career at all. <laughs> I really, I mean, I yeah, maybe the, the nonce thing as well, but <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing about this is like the story, it really tells you how much WWE just keep pushing that line. You would think that Lita losing a baby uh, in storyline, just, just that image on TV, and then like that's it, that's the line. But no, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna take a baby, and we're gonna put it into orbit. Um, it's funny you should take it's still flying. If you actually look out the window, like you can see it in orbit. It's one of those satellites. It's not an Elon Musk satellite at all. <laughs> I'm not sure where the line was, but that baby was definitely punted beyond it. That's all we can see. Yeah, it's one of them where you can almost see why Vince signed off on this because like the shock value alone. Damn the consequence! He'd have been like, "No, that that will shock everyone." Let's do it. A hundred percent. I've just got a. I've like, I've just found it just because I have to relive it. Uh-huh. I did have like, a clip. Oh, I mean, what a treat! Let's watch it. 
Like, because I for- I totally forgot about one point where I forgot that A has a microphone and B at one point he puts the microphone to the baby. Hold on, am I misremembering this? I thought he had a stroller. He comes out as he's got. So this Sunday, pucker up! What? Lisa's going after Trish. What the hell? And out comes Big G. Oh, oh, baby in hand. Hey, Lita! And they're actually playing Baby Cries. Say hi to my new friend. Jericho is loving this. He's like, this is great content for my show. Shut up! Yeah, baby. Oh, it's a little baby boy. What's your name, little baby? Brian. Oh, Rosie. How cute. <laughs> he doesn't know his name. I guess we'll never know. It doesn't matter what your name is, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he should have gone there. He should have gone there. And he's like, he's taking it. He's being very careful. He doesn't want to drop this baby. No, <laughs> What's no, the matter, no. Lita? Good. You look a little worried. Are you scared I'm going to drop him? He wouldn't do that. Take strong arms. Go ahead. Take him. Jericho's thinking, Go man, ahead. I did it good in WCW. <laughs> no! You can't have him! He's mine. <laughs> and I'll do to him whatever I want. What is going through his head at this moment? Here it comes. Am I going to do this? Oh, oh my. Oh, He's out of there. <laughs> oh, no way. It's good. I'll do to him. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's See Jericho has the look of a man who's like, yeah, we know we can't let this guy watch this again. Yeah. Oh, thanks for showing that again, Anthony. Thank you. Really. Uh... Props to the props to the guy that caught him as well. <laughs> Good catch. No other catch. Do you reckon he tried to sell Hell that on eBay? Definitely. <laughs> Do you know what? I might have to go looking for this guy. I wonder if he still has the baby, and if he does, it'd be a great guest, wouldn't it? That awkward bit when he the went to the convention and tried to get the baby. to sign it, though. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um oh. not PG? Not PG. Not PG. Kicking <laughs> kicking babies, definitely not PG. Can we please tell me we've now got something from the, the non-PG era that doesn't involve <laughs> forcing yourself on a woman? <laughs> because <laughs> I mean, that's that's really I'm starting to wonder why I still watch wrestling. <laughs> uh, we we don't actually we don't so uh, yeah. we're we're okay we're okay. There's no there's no woman forcing in mine. Oh, um, so I'm gonna take you on. I kind of cheated a little bit because I've kind of compacted a full year worth of um, non PG moments. So I'm gonna take you on a little trip down to Cobb County, Georgia. Because in 1999, the big boss man went fucking mental. Um, yes. And essentially, <laughs> he had some of the weirdest non-PG segments of all time, right? So kicking things off gradually, you know, the nice little casual hanging at WrestleMania 15. <laughs> um, the show of shows, Undertaker, 8-0, you know, undefeated streak. It keeps the streak alive while seemingly 
making Big Boss Man very dead. So at the end of the Hell in a Cell match, uh, with the help of the Brood, the stick a noose around him, raise the Hell in a Cell in the sky, and Big Boss Man, we're led to believe, is, uh, yeah, just kind of dies there um, on the grandest show of them all. The announcers are kind of like, okay, on to the next segment. Um, so, Sponsored you know. by Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, juicy, juicy, fruity. You're, you're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> so, um, you know, what a way for Bossman to start off his year in 1999 just by, you know, death via hanging. But not being content with being murdered, however, murdered turns murderer by then killing Al Snow's dog. Um, <laughs> but wait, there's more. It's not just a killing of the dog. So, uh, boss man kidnaps Pepper, the dog was called. Um, he feels bad about it, invites Al over to his uh, hotel room to smooth it over and give the dog back. Um, but also says, you know, you're hungry, I'm going to bring you some food. As we soon realise that boss man has not only killed the dog, he's ground it up into a pulp and then fed it to Al Snow. So Al Snow, as you do. Um, Such as good che- shit. <laughs> yeah. As his chef boy RD is latest. Uh, so as he... <laughs> <laughs> ironically Al- it needed a bit of pepper yes well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah Al Snow is chowing down on his chihuahua as he uh, then realises and proceeds oh, to man. vomit everywhere And Al- uh, already this is PWI top 5 stuff this is already a PWI <laughs> exactly. top exactly. 5 year <laughs> but not stopping there, sticking with the theme of death he then enters into a feud with the big uh, big show and, um, you know, all still in 1999, by the way, this guy had a hell of a year. Um, at the funeral of Big Show's dad, Bossman decides to interrupt and ask Big Show's recently widowed mother whether she wants to get with a real man before chaining uh, his dead dad's coffin to his police car and driving off and Big Show diving onto the car um, or onto the coffin and uh, trying to basically save his dead dad's corpse luckily the corpse didn't fall out because if it did i'm pretty sure triple h would have probably tried to have sex with it um <laughs> and yeah that's a that is a hell of a 1999 uh, all of which i'm gonna have to defend trips a little bit it, it's mannequins he's into <laughs> well you know <laughs> we didn't go with the, the obvious katie vick scenario i don't know what that was the awkward, bit, the awkward bit would have been if the lid did pop open and he was already in there in a cane mask. <laughs> <laughs> See, just Again, to tie in, to t- just t- tie in the Undertaker story to that, because obviously, like Taker was against Boss Man. Undertaker should have come out of that casket at that point, and then just <laughs> on them both, and then Big Show's dad comes along and like, son, I'm alive after all. That would have been a nice happy ending. That's how I would have booked it anyway. I don't know about you. That's just how I would I have booked it. I think the, the Undertaker uh, coming out of the casket would have been a, a really good touch, that, to be fair. <laughs> it would have been. I think so. Been, Chat, Chat GPT would have booked it that um, Big Show's dad uh, came out of the coffin and hit everybody with a steel chair. <laughs> More on that later. More on that later. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that was a whole year. That was yeah. one year. You know, like, th- th- this is the goody goody cop of like 1992. You know, Mr. You know, this guy. Yeah. Fought nails, damn it, and put nails away. The baddest man on the planet. And then, what's he going to do? He dies, kills someone. Well, I mean, death will do that to you. Yeah. The thing about that, yeah, they do it all surprisingly together. That's shocking. So, big, uh, Paul White debuted in WWE that year. He burst yeah. onto the scene in February, comes out under the ring. The Giants here. We must think, oh, we've, we, 
he must think everything's coming up roses. He's come up, got the big contract. And, and then, then he um, kills that. And then, yeah, big boss man steps in. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, um, I remember that as well. Oh, so vividly, just that sight of Big Show riding on the coffin. Yes. <laughs> it's just <laughs> peak, peak 99 telly. Absolutely it's, unreal. It's a picture that I mean, deserves a frame. It really is. Poor Al Snow as well. He, he got some absolutely shocking storylines in his time. Oh, I mean, he made the, the whole thing with head work. He did. Do you know what? <laughs> Which, when, if you're not uh, a wrestling fan, that sounded really strange. But. <laughs> when I was... Um, at first, I had no idea what head cheese was. I was just like, yeah, head cheese. Well, you see, if you don't wash for a while. I... <laughs> I'm assuming, like, the, the dog eating is fine, but the coffin riding, not PG? Or is like, the dog but... eating fine? <laughs> Murdering a dog think, and feeding it I, to somebody? I don't know. I think... Let me know. <laughs> I, ca- I, I kind of... Is there a way of being on the fence on this one? Um, for me... The other stuff you go, well, that, you know, that was shocking, but was it necessarily, I, I don't know, I, I could maybe see WWE doing something that crazy, like nowadays. The coffin yeah. thing probably would be a bit too much. You could see WWE hanging somebody today. That one's no. going to be the worst. I, <laughs> I, if, if Roman's had a tough day, I'm sure he'd do something like that. The the dog thing, right, I, it's, it's about, like, I guess the images you're looking at, right? To us, like Al Snow's just kind of eating a steak, you know what I mean? And there's a suggestion that it's a dog. So I don't know. It's kind of more hilarious than it is maybe. I mean, it's definitely not making Trish bark like a dog in the ring. Mm. So, I mean, obviously that, that brings up sort of feelings. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Where, where is the line? Where is I the think, line? I think you're both going insane. There's no way, <laughs> there's no way current WWE is going to do a lynching. There's no way they're going to cook a dog, and there's, there's, no, thing, right? there's no way they're going to raid a funeral either. Because oh, okay. society's gone soft, think... lad. <laughs> soft, I tell you. I don't think they'd do it exactly the same, but they would certainly try and do a toned-down version of either of those, as far as I'm concerned. Like, a lynching, but his arm's kind of through the noose as well, so it's, yeah. we're not really killing them. You know, I could although, see them doing something like that, where they've tried to be hardcore, but they haven't... Re- you know, like when... Um, you know, remember when uh, Dean Ambrose had a, a hardcore match with uh, with Brock Lesnar that involved loads of weapons that never got used? True. And he got bequeathed True. the bat from uh, Mankind, and then no one ever used it. You know, stuff like that, where they'll yeah. they'll maybe go for a softer attempt. I just don't think they'd ever touch the coffin thing at all. Though. And, and well, I, I mean, you say that, but Cody Rhodes has been riding on the back of his dead dad for over a year. So. <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> Jesus, that's not PC. That's not PC. Hey, hey, tell me when I lie. <laughs> I'm, Where's uh, the I'm lie? Sorry. I'm not detecting any lies. I'm just saying. Who's his dad? Sorry, I don't think he's ever mentioned. It. <laughs> well, tune in to Monday Night Raw, and he'll probably mention it. My yeah, God. All I'm going to say is animal control is getting called for you too, and uh, you should never be allowed to have pets. Where's the line? <laughs> Where's the line? I just, just want to know. Where's the line? Where's the line? Where's the line? I mean, uh, I'll, I'll allude to the fact that it's it's dead in the bin, but nobody knows if it's actually there or not. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm 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 messaging your missus before you get this move done. There's there's a lot of box. Oh, is he paused? I think he just shocked him that much. He's just speechless. Chat GPT's got him. Oh no. <laughs> 
it's when he comes back all robotic and everything's fine. <laughs> there he is. I didn't cut you off. Your internet went. How rude. I thought Chat I, GPT I cut, got you. Thought I cottoned on to something then. I was like, oh no, <laughs> I busted this case wide open. Is there any questions we can ask to make sure this is the real answer? Yeah, that was spooky. How do you feel about mutilating dogs? I don't think harming animals is a good or healthy thing to do. <laughs> However, you might be helping them by putting them out of their misery early. <laughs> Listen to his voice. I don't think harming animals is good. Though. <laughs> that's my uh, that, that's my come to bed voice. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Catherine's told me. Oh wow! Oh, leave the wise wow. out of this. Leave hey, the wise let's out. move on. Let's. This is getting too personal now. I know we're uh, we're we're in we're in danger of receiving some backlash over the things oh, we've said today. There it is. Eh? Love it. Eh? There it is. There it is. Oh, right. Um. So we've had a bit of fun there. I think we might actually get. I don't know if we'll get a whole episode out of that. We might be do a big long one. We'll see. But now we're moving on. To things. Okay. Sorry, just before we move on, I just want to I want to give a brief shout out to Carl there, who, who actually refrained from mentioning that we spoke to Al Snow. I was I was waiting for the shameless plug, and he he, oh. he held back. Feel free, anyone we mention, just be like, spoke to them, spoke to them. That's all <laughs> I was right. Honestly, I was waiting for it. Well, we spoke to him about the Pepper storyline, <laughs> but he didn't. We're all about cheap plugs here. This is the place to do it. That's it. You can't do it on cheap pop, when can you? I'd be, I'd be exactly. more concerned if you'd done an interview with Big Show's dad. <laughs> <laughs> we tried that, but it, uh, yeah, he didn't have much to say. <laughs> I wonder if anyone's ever, I wonder if anyone's ever, like, gone to a, um, you know, like a, a, a psychic and tried to reach the other side to talk to dead wrestlers or dead, dead wrestling characters. That could be a, that could be a show. Well, speaking of psychics, we had Joey Giovanni on the show. See, Anthony. Oh, hey, yeah, you did. did. Fuck you. Nice. <laughs> nice. Shall we do? Yeah. yeah. Should we do? Should we do a live séance or something one time? And I, I want to see if we can reach Pepper. <laughs> I'd like. I'd like that. I'd love that. Would you? Would you have <laughs> rather been? Would you have rather been a pie or a chili? <laughs> Pepper, do you think your career was cut short too soon? You regret not winning any more championships with Al. Do you wish you would have just sucked off Vince McMahon and then got an extended <laughs> run? <laughs> <laughs>